And we are back. So we have Potato here. Potato. Potato is very disturbed <laughs> by the movie. <laughs> Come back. Well, she's just going to hang out there for a second. <laughs> All right. I guess we got a special guest potato just hanging out on the podcast. Come yeah. by to say hello. Yeah. If she meows at a pivotal moment, then we know it's something important. We know that she really enjoyed that moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it. Are we just finished the second half of yeah. the sadness? And what, what a doozy. What a doozy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did it live up to the warning? It really did. I, you know. Was it more than the warning? Or are we watching this movie just for the gore? My favorite subgenre is not particularly gore, body horror. You don't want the gross out. You you like the psychological. Yeah. Although I, the, I do like slashers. The intellectual horror no, fan. No, I'm, I like slashers. slashers I think okay. because they are comforting. Mm-hmm. They're for the most part predictable. I do enjoy the zombie slash infected subgenre also for the most it's part. It's one of the more bleak. It is more bleak, but it is interesting kind of p- placing yourself in that situation. Like, what yeah. would you do? How would you try to survive? Would you try to survive? Mm-hmm. But that aside, I, I enjoyed that aspect of the movie. But I think at times the gore was a little much for me to the point where I was just like, it just stuck in my head. Okay. So, um, should we just get into what happened in the second yeah, half? So, so we were left off. We, we were, they finally made it cat and Molly and the subway worker finally make it to the hospital and they're reluctantly let into the waiting room. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I had predicted that, Oh, Molly is shortly going to, become visibly infected and rage out on some people. Yes. Yeah. And they get to the hospital and Molly is actually treated for her She's wounds. actually treated. She's whisked away. <laughs> and I was like, what? The nurse Man. comes by, they bring a wheelchair and they're like, okay, we're going to treat you over here. They put the patch on her eye. say, you know, compress this. Yeah. And they kind of take her They hug her up to back. an IV and like... And oh, and she and Kat get to share this lovely moment where Molly actually cries. And at first, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she's crying. She's she's turning infected. But no, she's just genuinely like a human being crying because mm-hmm. she's touched by Kat not leaving her despite her saying, leave me. I would have left her. Sorry, Molly. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't gotta tell me twice. Bye. The biggest shock to me was that Molly did not enrage get enraged in this waiting room. <laughs> and I was like, well, there goes a point for me. <laughs> um, and then we have, so the subway guy, he is annoyed that he didn't get treated, but Molly right, did. Because, because he had, he, he a, like got punched in the got nose punched by in Molly. the nose by Molly. And then the nurse looks at it and she's like, you're fine. It's she kind of broken. like annoyingly looks at him because he was kind of being a little bit of a crybaby. Yeah, being a little what bit of a baby. And she quickly goes over with the flashlight. It's like, it's not broken. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Molly does, Molly's get got treated, a hole in her eye, a gaping wound in her face. Yeah, and <laughs> what the subway worker says is such a drama queen. I was like, ah, what a turd. Yeah. So at this point, you're. It's like okay, this nice uh, minimum wage worker, as you were calling him. I know. I was rooting for him. I was like, this. Poor He's kind guy of turning into a little bit of a baby, into a weasel, a yeah. weasley baby. Because he has his phone at this point now, and Cat's like, oh, can I use your phone? I and need he's to. He's like trying to withhold it, but then we find out why he was hesitant because she looks at his screen and it's just like boobs, like animated boobs. Yeah. <laughs> It was like bikini. So he was obviously anime. 
embarrassed. Yeah. But he reluctantly gives Kat the phone. Yeah. But then she's distracted by the emergency the broadcast yeah. on the TV. The president of Taiwan comes on. They're like, sorry, this is coming so late. The situation is very serious. The government doesn't want to admit it. Like, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know, guys. So don't jump to conclusions. It's just a severe cold <laughs> slash flu. Sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. making everyone angry. <laughs> Yeah, it just, it sounds like what we all went through for COVID. Yeah, there were a lot of opportunistic movies that came out during COVID or shortly after the initial pandemic. Yeah, I just remember Outbreak being like trending number one Netflix. (laughs) Number one movie, Outbreak. (laughs) Um, And then there's this really terrible made-for-TV movie called Love in the Time of COVID. (laughs) <laughs> oh, see, I quickly forgot. I didn't, yeah. That came out within a week of like the first case in Hollywood, the US. There was a step ahead. Yeah. So, anyways, it's like it's a very generic thing that you would expect the president or the military to say. Yeah. Um, and then we have that one of the head, like the lead general. Yeah. What do you? I don't know what do you call that. The lead general. Yeah. <laughs> Lead general, he takes the podium, and then you notice that- He has a tear. He closes his eyes for a very pregnant pause, and we're just like, oh my gosh, we know. Don't open your (laughs) eyes. And he does. He opens his eyes. Blood. Bloodshot red, giant black pupils, (laughs) and all of a sudden, he's crazy. sickening smile. And he pulls out a grenade. And pulls like, out a grenade. Well, buddy, <laughs> yeah. a gun probably would have done the trick. <laughs> pulls out a grenade, rips out the pin with his teeth. But he kind of like licks it a little bit. And with the president's um, back to, you know, the audience, he like shoves the grenade into the president's mouth. <laughs> yeah, it spins him around. We get to see the president's head just obliterate. Boom, yeah. yeah, very reminiscent of the movie Scanners. Yeah. Sorry, Prez. Then at that moment, after the flesh pieces go flying, then they cut back to the red emergency sign. I'm like, come on, camera dude. You could have done this like a few seconds earlier. Yeah, or the camera dude could have turned away. Exactly, but he's like, no, I think the audience wants yeah, to see yeah. this. The world wants to see this, definitely. Yeah. And then, so people are like now like freaked out and they're getting freaked out and they start fighting one another but not necessarily because they you know are infected which is also an interesting thing that comes into play often in these pandemic or infected or zombie type movies it's inside of us no matter if we're infected or not it's It's there which we will learn about later we'll hear that later on by one of our favorite characters. The policeman. Um, the policeman. Who's my favorite to, character. Yeah, <laughs> who's trying to keep who's, everybody or, orderly. Yeah, very quickly murdered. Wait, who is your favorite character? You just told me the policeman. I just throw that in there because he's he's next in oh, the yeah. kind of sequence of events. So um, I was like, oh, is your favorite character that policeman who we saw for maybe five minutes? I movie? did like him. He was very stoic. Very noble. You know, he... Unfortunately, had his back to a window, but he was trying to keep everybody in that very cramped waiting room at bay. Pulls his gun. He's trying gun. to take control of the situation. And he's just like he—he's unflappable, you know. Like his—he's got a furrowed brow. And he's like, "Don't move. Stop fighting." Yeah, and I think Cat kind of realizes like what's going to happen. She still has. Um, she has the, the phone, but she's kind of she's kind of like 
cowering away kinda or like, like maybe hiding. Yeah, she is like maybe. cowering. She's on the ground, and that's it's when some, or we she's see. like she's like bracing herself for like another moment on the train yeah. or something like that. But that's when we see what she sees. Yes, and it's I mean I say my favorite character, but just so oh that's your favorite character, the creepy Subway guy creeper. on the train. Wow, because he's just like yeah he's horrible, but. <laughs> He, you just you can't help but watch him when he's in a scene because you're just like what is he gonna do yeah he <laughs> just looks like he was already depraved yeah and now he's even more and- well, i don't know if he was already depraved <laughs> i wouldn't go that far he was just a you know a lascivious kind of pervy old dude yeah he wasn't like depraved <laughs> it's going a little far hey he, w- he was on the subway and, and then i could see he went to grab right her hand him. and yes he should not have tried to touch her and yes he was a tad annoying and yes he called her pretty um but but you know what he was thinking obviously but he didn't say it you know he at that point still had the faculties to restrain himself he wasn't yeah. pure limbic system at this point so now he has no restraint. Now he's, he's got, got an restraint. axe. He still has that now axe. Now he's got the axe. And the those blackened eyeballs uh, are just so like haunting to see on him specifically. I don't know why on him, but he has this way. How Maybe it's his smile. It's his smile. And it's his very slow, calculated movements. Yep. He's looking at the policeman. And then he very slowly turns as if he's got a radar for Kat. And he sees her. Even though she's like on the ground behind a horde of people, he makes it, his eyes make a beeline for her. He sees her. He smiles. And that's when he like. He axes the when window. The window shatters, but also the axe goes into the back goes of the Straight into police. our stoic policeman. Yeah. So now that guy's done, done for. So and now people are panicking more. That's where I get one point, finally. <laughs> one point from my predictions. Getting I say, into the points already. Yeah. Cat escapes into the hospital, gets a phone. Yeah. AKA the subway workers. And text Jim her location. And she's like, I'm at the hospital. Um, I'm okay. And then we see Jim. Yeah. And he looks very like weary. And so, yeah, Jim, he's not looking so great. Nah. Um, but he's coming. He's coming for her. And then we're back in the hospital and we got the subway creeper. He's looking for cat. Within the hospital hallways, it's completely desolate, except for poor Molly. Some nurse left her in a wheelchair, yeah. hooked up to an IV. She gave her She's an pretty patch. out of it. Yeah. Cause she's just like on with her little IV. And of course he notices her, he sees her. He's just like, Oh, I was looking for your pretty friend and I'll take you instead. Yeah. And then when he yeah. peels off her eyeball, something patch. involving the eye socket and a depraved act. So we'll yeah. leave that up to the imagination. That way we don't it have was... to describe it. And I will say with this movie, um, even though they did not shy away from many moments of gore and depravity, I did appreciate the few moments when they did not explicitly show something <laughs> yeah. like this moment. They could have gone over the top. Which and they they I, teetered on the edge. They did. Yeah. And so for this one, they at least let you just imagine it with, you know, hit showing him from the bust up and hearing Molly's screams and pleas. I think you can kind of hear sounds too, like. I don't know. Okay. Well, but it, I'm going to draw it at that. And even though they don't show it explicitly 
it's still the most, to me, haunting scene in the movie. Now everybody's like, what is it? Just what say it. it? Oh, no, we will you, never say it. You all watched it. You yeah, if you're playing it. along, pause here, watch up to that scene. And, and then, then stop. Then, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then go to bed. And then cancel your subscription to Shudder. Go to bed and just think about that the rest of the night. No point for that, because that I definitely did not predict yeah. happening. I, yeah, I didn't get that point either. And then we're kind of back with the um subway work minimum wage worker guy or he tries to kind of sneak by he witnesses all the people who are infected in that kind of like initial waiting room yeah. chaos and they're now just covered orgy. in blood and it was a slight hint of it being like grotesque but uh, otherwise it was just like I don't know. It looked consensual, so I think that's why I was okay with it. Right, like, well, right, right. Well, at least right. this looks consensual. But it looked, it did look a little off, like you know. I mean, everything. They're not in this in their world. Right head, looks yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Everything, but at, at this moment, I'll take any any pebble of <laughs> silver lining. Yeah. Like, okay, they look happy. So at least. yeah, so we got our infected blood soaked orgy. So now we can yeah. turn the movie off and stop talking about everything because what's left to talk about? That's when you were done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so the subway worker kind of like sneaks by and he's like, oh shit. Somehow he gets to like another wing of the hospital and that's when he encounters somebody their back is turned, but they're munching on something. And the person who's doing the munching turns around and it's Molly. Yeah. Mouthful of brains. You know, I just feel like as an infected person or slash zombie, um, the brains never look good. <laughs> I, I feel like I just, they always look so chalky, <laughs> like pate cat food. It looked like cat food. Yeah, It looked like, it looked pate, like pate cat, cat food, cat food yeah. like potatoes cat food. I feel like I'd rather see zombies like, you know, munching on like intestines and. How about like a full jello mold a that's nice, in the shape of a brain? A nice, oh, jello mold brain. Oh, <laughs> so sounds, I think that's happened in movies. Yeah, that's pretty more like terrible. Gelatinous. Yes, gelatinous and it has like little chunks of like yeah. apricot inside. Appetizing. I just don't like pate. So I feel like <laughs> I wouldn't want to be snacking on a brain because I don't like the texture. Well, I mean, they're infected, so they're cannibalistic. I would have some cannibalistic standards. I would not be snacking on a brain. But you got to have zombies, zombie-like creatures eating brains. That's just... Yeah, you have to have one brain eater. I guess yeah. it was Molly. And intestines. Molly, yeah, she probably is the kind that like is more adventurous. Molly's having a great time. She's getting to eat some delicacies. She, she's making new friends. Mm. Yeah. And she's like assertive and like, you know, she's going to go get that guy that freaking almost closed the gate on her. So she gets to, you know, live her best life. <laughs> <laughs> and all it took was her being infected with Alvin virus. I know. I mean, I don't appreciate the way she got infected, but you know, now that that's done and she is infected, She's making the most of it. Yeah. So she really is. Yeah. Good for Molly. Yeah. Good for Molly. She's got that bone saw and she's taunting this guy with it. Yeah. And her friends pop her out. friends like, hey, we're not here. Hey, Molly. we're done with our orgy. We're There's done. more important matters. We're going to help you kill this guy. So <laughs> oh, they, you want to do this now? Okay. We're, we're into yeah, it. So they hold, they hold him down and then she goes to town with the bone saw yeah. and stuff splattering everywhere. And he's just getting sprayed with blood. Yeah. And it's a really prolonged she shot. She gets to have her... I guess her rage moment where, you know, we always mm. get that, that 
POV from like below, like the victim, you know, from below and like the aggressor above you is just like, ah, getting sprayed with blood. Oh, okay. And what was interesting about these kinds of moments, these blood sprays is that they did not hold back on the chunks flying. Lots either. of chunks, yeah. Lots of chunks. So Hence usually... the caveat at the um, beginning of the film. Yeah. It should have been like warning, extreme chunks. Extreme chunks. And a little more <laughs> blood than you're normally used to seeing. Yeah, a lot of blood and more chunks. Lots of than chunks. Than you thought you would see. Yes. And I thought, you know what? Maybe that is more realistic to like if you're hacking someone up, up with a bone saw. You're not just going to see blood. You're going to see skin fragments flying. Too. Yeah, you got that blade spinning around. And yeah, it's throwing and when stuff. it's getting caught. Wait, didn't you predict that he was going to die? Yes, okay, thank so you. At least gets a point there. Uh, Molly rages on subway worker. My second point. Molly rages. I'm still rages. searching for my first point. <laughs> I don't have anything yet. Are you sure? Pretty sure. <laughs> I know we haven't gotten nuked yet, so yeah, <laughs> still waiting on the nuke still to come. Waiting on that nuke. Where's that nuke? We go back to Cat. She's just kind of like hanging out, waiting, and then uh, some of the infected people find her. They come around, and they find her. Right. There are these two kind of weaselly infected dudes just like running around together. Yeah, they're a team. This is really the most social that you've seen anybody in the movie. Yeah. Like once they're infected, they're all super social. They get buddies immediately. So it's kind of like, is this is Alvin a bad thing? Yeah, they're it's almost like, yeah, they're making a case for maybe being maybe infected. Maybe you want to be infected. Not so bad. Maybe you should just it's, embrace it. It's like it. Slither. It's Another like sli- it's kind of like body snatchers. Too. Yeah. It's like just cro- or the faculty crossover or <laughs> <laughs> right, any sort of body snatching yeah. type movie where it's like maybe it is better to be part of the part of the game yeah if you can't beat them join so, them yeah, they're having them. a whale of a time so she she flees these two guys and then um i think that's when our subway creeper pops up and he tells mm-hmm. the two guys, hey, you guys back off. This one's mine. Mm-hmm. He's I like think chasing they, her. He's got his axe still. He's got his right? axe. Yeah. And she manages to um, like close the doors behind her. The, the subway um, creeper is able to creeps crawl through. through. He creeps yeah, through. Yeah, he creeps through. True to his nature yes very slithery good job slithery yeah and he he's probably properly lubricated because he has all that blood on him that's true she makes it to this (laughs) other area of the hospital that looks like it's under construction or renovation or something like that under construction got all um like plastic sheeting up everywhere yeah and it looks like there are not that many people there so you're like okay this looks like a safe area so the uh subway creeper he's chasing cat he notices that the fire extinguisher is missing yeah and um then like by the time he notices it she pops him in the face with the uh, fire extinguisher sprays him in the face and then she bashes him with the button she's on top of him and she beats him a little bit And he's like you're just like me yeah and he's like he's like smiling yeah he loves it yes yes go for it girl this is your moment i condone it and she's like ah and i think she slightly thinks about it for a minute she's like Oh, should I do it? Yeah, and I'm going to do it. I know. Bow. There's like that split second where as the audience member, you're like, come on, who cares? Be like him in this one <laughs> moment. Please be like him. <laughs> she gets her rage moment. We get full Negan smash face. Yeah. Seeing her getting sprayed with like blood and yeah, chunks. She's she's had, like yeah, she's, she's like having her totally moment. covered to the point where yeah. all you can see is the whites of her eyes. Yeah, you can, you can, And that's 
important. Like you can see the whites of her eyes. She's not infected. She's okay. <laughs> and that's when the door behind her opens and there's the guy in the hazmat suit. Yeah. He's so like, now we're in. introduced to Dr. Dr. Wong. Wong. The virologist. They're like, okay, this guy is clearly studying the virus and yeah, kind of so knows like, what's okay, up. Is this a good thing? Do we want to go into this tiny locked room with Dr. Wong? Yeah, we don't know if we trust him yet. Yeah. But she doesn't point, know if she trusts she him yet. She doesn't have many options. She does. She has zero options. Yeah, and, and it, he kind I, of shows her a video like security footage of like look if you go back out there there's two like, there's two guys squirmy guys they are still got out through there. and yeah. he's holding a gun on her and telling her like get in the shower handcuff yourself to the and um, he does say he does say some things that like okay are very understandable he's yeah. like you seem fine but i have to be careful you don't know would me. you have rationalized them like can can i just take a shower you hold the gun but no handcuff like how's how about that <laughs> mm, would I have like tried to strike up a negotiation? Yeah. <laughs> I will shower. I get it. I'm unsightly. <laughs> <laughs> you have some clean clothes for me. Okay. This is good. So yeah. I will take that. Yeah. Or I think I would like to see proof that he had a key for the handcuff because you know how sometimes people are just like, handcuff yourself. Oh, wait, shoot. I lost the key. I think I would want to know for sure that he had the key. What if he was very fair and he was like, I'll handcuff myself to this pole over here, but I got a gun and What's you have a gun as There's, well. Okay, we both get a gun. <laughs> yes, very fair. <laughs> and I could trust this guy. Otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm like, just thinking mm. like, some, this guy's up to something. Yeah. And then he said that he like 3D printed this gun. And I was just like. This he's is... just, at this point, he's just boasting. Yeah. He's like, like, okay, I'm buddy. Three... Yes, I'm we a know virologist you're a doctor. and a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> what can't I do? So she goes over and she like cuffs herself. But the... she's kind of hiding her phone. She yeah. doesn't want him to know that she has a phone. Yeah. So, so she she's does... got a backup plan. Yeah. Good. Good thinking, Kat. Doesn't divulge all of her cards yet. Yeah. But yeah. she gets to shower all that blood off yeah. of her. He's explaining um, the Alvin virus. So we get our sort of like, you know, our explanation. Yeah, I'm like, virus. oh, thank you, virologist, yeah. for explaining. At this point, I think, Potato, are you ready to? Come on down. <laughs> Come on. Get comfy. All right. She's done being the center of attention. <laughs> Yeah, he explains that it makes the the limbic system the the most powerful primary primarily functioning portion of the brain. Yeah. And the limbic system is that that primitive brain that's responsible for I think memory and emotion, the cortex and like the the frontal lobe that are in charge of inhibiting people from just acting on every whim. Mm -hmm. Those are just like shot. So no inhibition. So no just, inhibitions. that's why they're so yeah. such psychopaths. So in other zombie movies, um, is it also the limbic system? I feel like in more um like Romero kind of zombie movies, they talk about how it's like the cerebellum. Like they're still able to walk. Mm. They just have very basic functions like they have balance and maybe mm -hmm. like you know coordination so dr wong um kind of explains they're crying because they feel guilty because they their brain still recognizes everything that they're doing as well wrong. right and they remember that this used to be wrong yeah so they, they know that what they're doing is wrong but they can't, they stop, can't stop their themselves. yeah they can't stop themselves he has so an analogy guilty. what does he say he said that'd be like asking something to 
can't remember. He had an allergy. <laughs> oh, well. His wasn't big that moment. <laughs> We're just focused on the gore. And he had an analogy. It was probably pretty good. But... Any of the explanation or the like deeper parts of the story, we just kind of glossed over yeah. and just kind of What I was more captivated by was the way he told this story or the way he explained this. It's like he was trying to envision himself as infected, even though we know he's not infected. Yeah. Um and he was trying to like rationalize envision them it. for himself and or something. We see glimpses of him like, you know, doing like the creepy smile. He's like, huh. Yeah, that um, was kind of creepy. That actually made me not trust him. I'm like, this dude is super yeah, sketch. Yeah, because every now and then he would try to emulate one of the facial movements or movements of the infected people. And you're just like, oh, he's trying to see what it's like to be one of them. Yeah. In this really creepy, antisocial Definitely kind of not way. a trustworthy character. Not a trustworthy character. Definitely lacks in the social department. Yeah. And asks, asks Kat to strip down to complete the shower. He says he has dry clothes for her. Yeah. And she asks him to turn around. And he's like, oh, yes, of course, of course. But of course, he's looking at her foggy reflection. And I think at that point, he also she also uh, makes him uncuff. She's like, look, I'm not infected. Or he's like, if you were, you'd be showing uh, symptoms now if you were infected. So maybe yeah. you're maybe you're immune. She is able to send off a text to Jim. She says, I'm in the maternity ward. Um, and at this point, we're like, he's probably infected. So yeah, we know it. it's maybe not going to lead to anything good. But I think there's still a little bit of there's hope There's a there glimmer of hope. That maybe he's just fighting it. He's but infected, but he can fight it because he loves her so much. He can do this. Come yeah. on, Jim. And so he reads the text and... We don't see his face. No, we, just, we don't see it. We just see him like languidly walking with his weird machete scythe. Right. Thing. So so it's, I don't know. You're kind of thinking like he's probably infected. Maybe there's a slight chance that yeah. he'll overcome And he's it. actually in the hospital at this point. He reads the text and then he just plops the phone on the floor in a puddle of blood. And he starts scooting along yeah. towards the maternity ward. She tries to put her old clothes in the the biohazard like waste bin mm -hmm. and that's when she hears scuttling or in the waste bin in the waste bin yeah and there's a little bit of a, a whimper or a baby cry and we know what it is at this You're point like, oh, like oh. he was in the maternity ward and when she walked in all the maternity maternity bassinets were empty uh yeah it's a baby <laughs> <laughs> so yes there are babies in the trash can yeah and she like she takes just it. when you thought the movie wouldn't stoop any lower. She uncovers the baby's face and it's an infected baby, just like in the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yep. <laughs> and then that's when we learn that, oh, no, he didn't mercy kill them. He infected them first. Yeah. He was trying to test on the babies if any of them were immune. He was like, no one was coming for them. The otherwise, it would have been a waste to just leave. He actually mentioned the people coming through would have done much worse than what I did. They would have had sex with the little infants. We're getting low. We're getting down in the gutter yeah. there. The only non-deplorable thing to do would have been to save the baby <laughs> yeah exactly so this guy's sketch like we don't trust this yeah, guy like, so he obviously did not try to save any of the babies but he also did not leave the babies to get ravaged by the rest of the population yeah. so and cat sees this and she's like okay all of my thoughts are confirmed yeah, about this guy being slightly off i don't know he's he's not being like a very thorough doctor he's just kind of injecting people willy-nilly babies included yeah he's like, let's do it all <laughs> he's desperate <laughs> 
I'm going to find the cure for Alvin. But his plan is if she doesn't turn after she is um, unwillingly infected with Alvin virus, uh-huh. then he's going to take her up to the roof yeah. where they will be um, whisked away, whisked by away military. by the military and yeah. they can use her to, um, very to make a vaccine. But the minute they leave their little containment area, that's when one of like the crazy dudes has an ax well, they notice the axe missing, and because this time it's like, like there's like the outline of the of axe blood. in the blood, yeah, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> You're like, oh no, axe is gone. Yeah, okay, who's got it? Yeah, and it's one of those crazy guys, and he chops the front end of the um the Doctor Wong's foot off, and then one of the infected people pukes right into his open foot wound. Yes, this is in the beginning. This is how the first guy got infected because right? that one, the vomit. yeah, the lady vomited, vomited in the, in right his into face. the face. And so we know puke directly into a wound. Yeah. You're done, Dr. I think these Wong. infected people, they know that they, they are it. contagious. So they want to. They want to share the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is fun, guys. <laughs> Come on, join the party. <laughs> Starting to sound like Elise would enjoy being an infected. I don't think I would want to be like just eaten. Like I don't, wouldn't want my brains eaten out of my head. If you had a choice between having your brains eaten out or joining the party <laughs> which one would you rather or i can run away and survive no that's the not night. an option yeah. some i always hear the argument like why would anyone want to survive exactly in this world? and some people are just survivors i think that's like the yeah. thing that makes those stories interesting but in zombie movies the zombies are dead they don't have um the ability to like you know think have emotions these things they have they're only emotion. They're yeah. all emotion. If you know that the world has basically gone through an event that's where the world's over and there's only a very small number of people that survive, is it worth it to survive? Or is it pop a couple pills and say goodnight like a lot of characters do in the zombie movies? Pop a couple pills? Mm, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I would go out with a bang for sure. I think it can't go out like that. I think I'd have to at least like make an effort. I don't think I would. I don't think I would survive, but I think I'd at least like go out guns a blazing. That's what I like. Don't be wasteful. That's the noble and heroic thing that most people should probably want to do something like that. People should try to go out with a bang, knowing they're going to die. And because living humans, living normal human beings, to just pop a couple pills, that's irresponsible (laughs) and selfish. I feel like you got to be like the guy at the end of Dawn of the Dead remake who's just like, oh, man, figures. And he takes a grenade and blows himself up. (laughs) He took out at least 10 zombies at that moment. So. Good. Not a waste. Not a waste of your death. Where were we? <laughs> we're we're in the, the climax of the movie. Right. We're like, he made it. Yeah, Jim. he made it. But we also are like, we know he's infected. Yeah. We know there's a we're strong like, chance that he's but infected. there's a small chance he's got more uh, more frontal lobe than the rest of them. And that maybe he's infected. Maybe, yeah, he's like fighting it. He's so fighting because he, he loves her, Kat so yeah. much. Jim goes after Dr. Wong, Cat pulls the keys, and then uh, Jim kills Dr. Wong. How? Does he gouge uh, his He's got his, his little scythe knife thing. Mm. He's dead. Uh, but Cat has managed to get herself behind the gate and shut it before Yeah, there's Jim like these thick bars, so he, yeah. he can't get to her. Yeah. He's got the key, and then she's on one side, and he's on the other side. So she's 
she's seemingly safe, although she was like backing up to some um, plastic sheeting. Yeah. And I had this feeling the whole time that like something was going to pop out from behind her. I did too. I was like, oh, you're not safe, girl. You better keep running. Yeah. But Jim has this really great moment where he's just like looking at her through the bars and his goopy eye face and his blackened eyeballs. And he's just looking at her so imploringly like, I knew I had to come. I knew I had to come for you because I love you. And you're like, oh, he is fighting it. He <laughs> loves her so much. And he had to come save her. And then he's like, I wanted to I cut, your, cut breasts your breasts off. And then peel off your skin slowly. Slowly smash your face in. And she's like, huh? But the way he says it, he's still saying it as if he's saying these, like, you know, romantic words. Yeah. Like, oh, this is my poem that I wrote for you, girl. I love you so much. I will smash your face in. <laughs> so maybe that's some sort of, like, code, you know? I don't know. That's, like, code for the infected. Like, hey, if you were infected, you would think this was super romantic. Yeah. <laughs> you would love this. But you're not on the same wavelength right now, so I get it. Maybe peel your skin. It's like when you put a bunch of Elmer's glue on your hand, and then you peel it off, and you have a whole hand. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you gave to your, yeah, your and, girlfriend in fifth grade? Yeah, and then s smash your face. That's like, you know, there's that It's term, all slang. Yeah, that term so, smash. Okay, gross. I, I know. I, I'm not a big fan of that word either, but I know it exists. It does. It's my least favorite um, phrase. Is it? I feel like you have at least five other. I have many least favorite It's phrases. in your top ten. That's my the next podcast okay, episode. Fine. The top ten of Elise's five. Wait. Most hated phrases. So I want to kind of touch on Kat's face at the end as she's listening to Jim and as he's saying all of this and he starts laughing maniacally at the end of his really romantic speech to her mm -hmm. and she starts crying but then her cry kind of morphs into a cry laugh. Uh, maybe she is infected. Yeah, or maybe she's just laughing at the whole irony of it all. Like she was waiting this whole time for Jim to come rescue her. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's got to like, oh, great. The minute I see him, he's a psychopath. <laughs> and save myself. And she does. She trots up the stairs. She um, opens up the door. She gets. You hear the helicopter worrying. You hear, hear the helicopter. You're like, oh, she made it. And then the camera focuses on Jim's face, who still has this like kind of like languid smile. And you hear gunshots. Mm -hmm. And I think you hear her scream. It was like, Dr -dr -dr -dr, ah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm like, oh man, Kat. Well, we never see her, but we were like we assuming, all right, she gets. Die, but that, there they... goes one of my predictions Cat lives. <laughs> Does she? We don't see her die. I mean, oh man, I don't know if I said that anybody lives. I said the city would get bombed, which we didn't see. <laughs> I predicted that Jim kills old dude. He does not. But does wait? He... That was my prediction. So I actually get a point for that. That um, cat kills the subway creeper. I had that in my predictions. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I had I had that uh, Molly is going to turn, leading to hospital outbreak. Mm -hmm. I got that half right. She did turn, but it was after the outbreak. So I gave myself half a point for that. Um, I had creepy train man will show up in the final climax of the film. Not mm -hmm. quite. He, it was like the like the second. Second. Second yeah, to the, last. The penultimate climax. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then I had that cat will kill the train creeper, which she did. She did. Good job. And then I guess that Jim's scooter would crap out when he's trying to flee a horn. <laughs> that did not that happen. That did not happen. Maybe it happened off camera. Maybe it happened know. off camera because he didn't have his scooter yeah. any longer. So yeah. I'll give myself an off camera point for that. Yeah. Because I know that happened, but really I don't get a point for that. Yeah. Um, and then I had that we will see a shot of a mass horde with citywide destruction. We did see a shot of Jim looking over a bridge and the city is up in and smoke yeah. and flames and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I gave myself a half point for sure. that. Sure. Um, Sounds good. Then I had that Jim will find Kat after she narrowly escapes the hospital. But no, he actually finds her inside of the hospital. Yeah. So she never is. She's not out of the hospital at this point. I said that Jim arrives just as Kat is about to get it. Hmm. Um, I meant get it by the old dude. Okay. But I mean, that didn't really happen. Uh, so yeah. no point. Yeah, the military see. will contain the virus with someone sick will get through. These mm. were just generic things that happen in these sorts of movies. And none of them actually yeah. happened. Well, okay. But then I put that um, Jim will turn and the cat has to off him. Jim did turn. I kind of had that too, that cat has to kill Jim. But she never, she, she didn't never kill did. him. Yeah. She He got to live. Yeah. So I got half a point. For so that. if anything, if we had said that Jim survives, technically he does. Well, then we get into the, the whole debate. Like, are the what people is, who turn what's dead? Living? So I remember I had to say, like, instead of saying turn slash die, it's like mm. turn. Yeah. Oh, my last one. Virus engineered by one of the political parties, and they also have a cure. Yeah, this was your far-fetched one. That was the one. <laughs> that was you... my last one. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> They're going to get deep into the politics. Maybe okay. in the sequel. Sequel. It'll yeah. get more into that. So, and I'll we'll, get a, we'll get our nukes. I'll scene. get a point in the sequel. We'll both get a point in the uh, yeah, sequel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to get several points. All of the stuff that I mentioned is coming in the sequel. Yeah. even It's going to start with a nuke on the city. It's going to start the nuke, and the old dude is back <laughs> it's back <laughs> for retribution so i think i only get three points total wow yeah i, got I only got two and a half points so you still ended up winning well we did it so that yeah. was it that was the sadness thoughts after seeing the second half okay after the first half i was really excited and i was like oh what's gonna happen jim and cat it's like this romance movie i think i was like invested too much in the whole romance of it because of that opening scene the they, opening scene yeah. i was like there's gonna be something really cute this is why they're gonna almost survive i didn't think that they would both survive but i did think there would be this whole like they're almost gonna make it because they love each other so much yeah um and then they'll have a really emotional scene at the end where it's like she'll learn that she can make it without him and she has to kill him and blah 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 and that didn't happen and then after Literally minutes after we pressed play for the second time, uh, that's when shit went down. And yep. after, it's always how it happens. After you know the president's head got blown off, <laughs> and Molly was assaulted in her eyeball. That I was just like, "What am I watching?" Did you think in your head, "Hold on to your butts"? I know you did, <laughs> or something to that effect, where it's like. Giddy up, buckle giddy in, up. all of those. I don't know. Never think giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I was like, oh man. <laughs> How much more You're is like, left? Why did I turn this like, on? Like 20 more minutes of this. <laughs> um, I thought it was good, actually. I mean, it was pretty riveting. 
Yeah. I mean, it was, it had some images that stuck with me. Yeah. And moments that stuck with me. I didn't think that it was, it's like um, the best zombie movie ever. It was definitely very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think the kind of extreme nature of it, like the, the gore and the like sexual violence, all that kind of stuff made it like, whoa, like you're kind of just like, okay. Yeah. Like this is what I signed up to watch. And mm-hmm. Like the practical effects were really good. I think I read that it was um, pretty much all practical effects, yeah, like, like hardly any CGI. 99% practical yes. effects. Yeah. Which goes to show that practical effects are always more effective oh, you're one of than those. CGI. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will tell you the moment that I thought this in with in particular for horror. It was in George Romero's Land of the Dead. Oh. And there's a scene where they're like out on the docks or something and you, you know a jump scare is coming. And it's a um, a zombie with like his head's like all elongated or something. And he kind of like swings his neck around and mm-hmm. then bites the guy. Oh. and But it was in CGI and, and you see it. And then I think like the blood kind of like splatters on the camera yeah, like when does this and reboot? i just it was just like such an eye roll i was like i really want to love this movie because i love george romero but uh, this yeah. was a misstep yeah and i get it it's sometimes easier to do cgi yeah. and see that see we have had um plenty of instances recently where cgi works very well yeah but i still am on the team of practical effects are often better i don't disagree and i do sometimes scoff at those people they're like oh practical effects but <laughs> i don't disagree um, and i do kind of feel bad for cgi sometimes i feel like it's like the unsung hero <laughs> like when it's good cgi you're probably not gonna know exactly that's the thing if it's if when the cgi is really good you don't even know yeah but when CGI. it's bad practical effects you're still intrigued you're like well they went for it good for them <laughs> <laughs> and there's still something creepy about bad practical effects because it looks so off yeah that there's something unsettling about it but bad cgi just looks so like reboot early 2000s cartoonish yeah and you're like mm, what am i watching so you're trying to say that practical effects are like pizza it's even good when it's bad i've had some bad pizza <laughs> that tastes like cardboard and in that case no but <laughs> um i will say for the most part, yes, like 98% of pizza. Well, I've seen some practical effects where they obviously use cardboard, so it still applies. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So, yes, practical effects are pizza. Exactly. <laughs> good analogy. Yes. Almost as good as Dr. Wong's, which I can't remember. <laughs> okay, so overall, I feel like the the characters did a, did a pretty good job. I really enjoyed the subway creeper. Yeah. I thought all the infected actors did a really yeah. good job, like having the correct um, face yeah. of this sort of like smile, that kind of a close, like, like a closed mouth smile. Didn't that but... look fun? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, didn't that like, as thinking about the actor, like getting to, I don't know if it was. Oh, I thought fun. you were being, I thought you were going back to like, didn't it look fun to be infected? No, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to wonder. 
<laughs> no, I mean like from like you know an actor. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. wouldn't that be fun to that just like be this psychotic person? You're like, oh, I'm acting, guys. It's part of my role. <laughs> and you just like try to be as creepy as possible. And then no one talks to you at lunch. No, no, everyone talks to you because it's you know you're social. When you are no, they're infected, afraid. They're they're scared of you yeah, because you're, you're so creepy. You're, fellow, you're so good. Your fellow infected will talk to you. Mm. Instant friends. Okay. Instant. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the eyeball contacts were annoying. Who knows? But it it looked like fun. <laughs> so you think they were actually just crying because the contacts were probably? And they're like, oh man, we got a lot of actors just crying because and- of these painful <laughs> contacts. We should call it the sadness. We were kind of call it the chunks, but yeah. It's called sadness. How many um, skulls would you give it on Shutter? On Shutter, would you give it oh. five out of five skulls? I'll give it four full skulls and one mushy brain. <laughs> yeah, four I think skulls I, yeah, and I'd a give mushy it brain. Probably about four. Yeah, four yeah. plus a mushy brain. Plus a mushy brain. Yeah, you can't just give it four. Four so. plus a nuke. That's a lot, man. That's quite a score. <laughs> For those of you who have not watched this film, you can find it on Shutter, and you can stream it, and you can experience it in all of its gory, gory, glory. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This has been an episode of Gutted. Thank you for listening and watching. 